Welcome once again to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. My name is Richard Gazer, and as always, I am pleased and I'm honored to be your host and your commentator for another of our commentary shows. One of the shows that we have up on air and online here at www.centerlefttalkradio, one word, centerlefttalkradio.com. When you go there, uh, you know, www.centerlefttalkradio.com, uh, you will find two links on that, the homepage. The first being our podcast link, the second being our radio loop link. And I shall not describe it to you. It is self descriptive, uh, but, well, you get, well, no, you know, I said I wasn't going to describe it. If you've been there, you know what we're talking about. And by the way, you're probably, or many of you may be listening on the radio loop right now. Enjoy it. Have a great time with it. Stay with us. Uh, as always, we have a, hopefully, I believe, uh, well, I'm more than hopefully, I feel pretty confident, a thought-provoking show for you and stuff worth considering as we, uh, as we drift into astronomical fall at this point. We are now in officially the season of fall. Almost, uh, almost obediently, the temperature here in the New York area is barely going to scrape 70 degrees today. That, that sounds like local fall weather to me. And, um, well, nothing else is predictable. Well, although maybe, unfortunately, too much is becoming, uh, you know, assumed and, and, and pre presumed in terms of the behavior of a number of people in our political world here uh, in, in America. Um, I'm referring... Well, I was going to say I'm referring, of course, but, but yes, I'm referring to uh, Trumpians, uh, former Republicans, not really uh, in any way, shape, or form conservative as they, as they like to use the word. These are, all, these are all sort of for internal consumption purposes, or I imagine for public relations purposes, to call oneself things like this. Uh, there, there's a weird weird dynamic playing out. And, 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 and ju just again, broader context, we've said on this, on, the, on this microphone, on these microphones, any number of times, and we say these, plural, because it being a Friday, you know that David Bach is going to be with us in the second segment, but getting past that quickly, uh, or, or getting up to him uh, as quickly as we can, uh, we've said that Donald is not in a position, given history, and, and, and Republican, well, Trumpians don't seem capable of, of, of dealing with history or unwilling to sort of think about it. But given his history, and given the reality of what happens ultimately in national elections with his history, and given what happens in courts, when you begin mixing MAGA and the judicial system, the odds are exceptionally strong against Donald seeing the inside of the White House again and exceptionally stronger about seeing the inside of a prison cell 
at some point in the next, oh, I don't know, 12 to 18 months, depending on how long the appeals go while he's uh, out on bail pending uh, appeal of his sentencing. It, assuming, again, assuming that a judge does not incarcerate him pending that appeal, depending on how badly he violates terms of his pre-sentencing or pre-trial even uh, parole. As a criminal defendant, he is on parole effectively. He He is under the jurisdiction of the court. And if he violates terms of his, uh, the conditions of maintaining his freedom at this time can be, like any other criminal, thrown into jail for the duration. It's, it's, it's not uncommonly done, especially, especially in mob boss Rico type cases. R- recall that the order the requested narrowly, I know, every time I've heard this discussed, the narrowly crafted restriction order requested by Jack Smith of the Washington judge in the, uh, in the, in, in the one six, in, in the one of the four criminal cases against Donald, his, his January 6th case, the order, which is pending, has not, has not been agreed to, has not been signed. The judge is considering it right now, which would basically offer a basis for taking Donald off the damned playing field. I mean, you know, literally, probably a house arrest situation, a, 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 uh, an ankle bracelet, I don't know, at Mar-a-Lago or somewhere else. I have no idea where it would be making him substantially incommunicado in the event that he can't restrain himself from attempting to uh, banter or otherwise influence or frighten witnesses or and or potential jurors, which, by the way, was a condition of his original bail in all of his criminal indictments and all of the actual arraignments that he's gone through. You can't mess with witnesses or anyone. Well, Donald continues to mess. So, so that's the first step here in, in, in really uh, shutting the guy down. And he, and he runs that risk very, very seriously if the judge does not want to appear to be granting him any more privileges or favors or treating him in any way different than any other criminal defendant. Any other criminal defendant who basically was in violation of the terms of their bail pending trial or during or after or anything else would be subject to incarceration and substantial incommunicado uh, status pending uh, the actual uh, conclusion of the criminal procedures. And if those procedures lead to conviction and incarceration, well, you just drift right along. The only thing that would get you out would be essentially to be found not guilty, to basically be exonerated. And the odds of that, taking the 91 counts against Donald right now, 
the 91 counts, and knowing that almost any one of them being, being convicted on any one of those counts could basically put this guy in prison effectively for a life sentence. The odds of him finding himself ultimately free uh, are, when all of this comes to pass are negative. The only choice he has, the only option open to him at this point is an insane one, a, a morally reprehensible one, a automatic constitutional crisis one, a total lack of confidence in the ability of the United States to self-govern one. That would be he would have to win the election and pardon himself. And, and, that, and that's not even taking into account at what stage uh, the case or any number of cases might. Might he already have been convicted? Might he already be in pending sentence? Could he actually be incarcerated while this is going on? It, it's an insane situation. And it's also grossly improbable given the reality of what will happen to him as the independent voters and the swing voters who invariably create the final results of a presidential election are reviewing this guy. I, I am, I'm not going to quote Joe Scarborough on this, but he mentioned this a couple of times recently. Do you really think the people in the Atlanta suburbs and, and in the Philadelphia suburbs and, and in, in, the, in the different suburban areas of the Midwest, all of those people, many women, who basically turned against Trump in 2020 and made the difference, do you honestly believe that those same people looking at him as a four-time indicted, probably convicted criminal as we approach the 2024 election. Do you believe any of them will be motivated to come back into his camp and say, that's the guy I wanted. I made a mistake in 2020 voting for Biden. I really wanted that convicted criminal to be sitting in the White House. Do you really think so? This is the reality confronting Donald. He knows it. Uh, there's been, uh, there, were, there were several articles in, uh, in the last several days. Uh, one of them, I, was, was the one of them in the Atlantic? I, I, for, I forget if this was in the Atlantic. I mean, there's so many different things that, you, that one runs, of course, depending on which silos of information come pouring down on you at any given time. But Donald has been asking close friends and associates, um, do you think I'll wind up in, you know, one of those club-fed facilities, the, the proverbial uh, easy, easy time facilities? I think the one up in Otisville, uh, New York here, is considered one of those facilities. The one where I think uh, Michael Cohen wound up there, Otisville. I, I know people who have been to Otisville. Uh, and, and it is, as the federal system goes, a relatively lighter, uh, lighter version. It, it, it's, it's incarceration light, it's dorms, it's, it's, 
kind of open airish. It's not maximum super security. But if you're Donald and you have people who are running around uh, screaming that you have been wronged, including yourself, the odds are uh, you might get more visitors than one might otherwise anticipate wanting to, you're going to get some nuts who are going to want to free them. You know, we're going to, we're going to bring our horses, boys, and we're going to, we're going to put, we're going to put lassos on the bars and we're going to drag them out and we're going to bring and we're going to set them free. Yeah. You know, I don't know, some, something, whatever the equivalent stupidity is, uh, adding in a few automatic weapons in the process. So, wherever they put Donald, uh, however he is set up to serve his time, there's going to have to be a rather strong protective detail. And I'm not talking about his Secret Service contingent. They're going to have to basically be in on the incarceration procedure. Again, this is all brand new stuff. Do you, do you think that his, his secret service detail is going to instantly draw guns and go to battle with whoever attempts to put him in prison once he's, in, once he's been convicted and sentenced, that there will be a street, there'll be a, a gunfight at the OK Corral and the secret service, his loyal secret service contingent is going to fight it out with the other feds to keep... No. No, that's, that's nice fantasy stuff to think about. But there will have to be protection. And Donald, if he's thinking of just a nice, maybe they'll build me my own private club. Hey, maybe I'll, convi I'll, convert, uh, I'll convert Jersey, my, my, my club in New Jersey. I'll turn it into, oh, maybe I can get the feds to call it a federal uh, facility, a lockup, and I'll just hang out there for a while and play a few rounds during the day, and they can keep an eye on me and stuff like that. No. No, it, it, it's going to get messy. It's going to get real messy. Reality, I think, is beginning to hit him. I get the same, I get the feeling also that the reality of the inevitable, even though, even though the behavior of Trumpians, certainly in, in legislative uh, environments, is reprehensible, crazy, insane, et cetera, et cetera. But the reality of what will probably happen to Donald or invariably happen to Donald is already being factored in to behavior. And I say that for a, for a very specific reason. Over the last week, there were two different procedural votes that were needed to be taken by the House of Representatives under the, under the uh, redoubt, just brilliant leadership of Kevin McCarthy, the, the irreplaceable, well, fr frankly, McCarthy, were he to be booted by any one member of the Republican caucus, he would not be replaceable. He, no one, there's no one on the Republican side, and this has been figured any number of times. So, so no matter how much anyone hates him, no matter how much the crazy clique that basically is there, the, the super clown show group of about 10 or 15 burn the place down Trumpians that's in the house, 
no matter how much they do or hate him or how much they yell and scream, what is known to all of them is if you get rid of Kevin, there ain't no one else there. There's no one else who either wants the job or who could get elected to the job. We would be speakerless, which might create the bizarre possibility of a Democrat having to step in and certain cross-over-the-line Republicans disgusted with whatever they've seen up to that point would actually help make up the majority. All you need is four or five of them to cross the line and say, we'll bring, what, bring Nancy back? They're, it's not that nuts. But the Republicans know that, that you can't get rid of McCarthy. So you could threaten it, you could say it, you can do that over and over. There's no place to go after McCarthy is gone, certainly not with a Republican. But what that also leaves them with, especially the nuts, the clown car, the people who are actually able to hold the entire country, the entire Congress hostage, is this, this need to play to their audience, to continually throw out the red meat, to keep the show going, to keep the grievance going, which they probably live in themselves, to, to invariably in the back of their minds see this change in America that they know they can't change, watch the browning of the country, imagine the horror show that will happen the day that we officially become a country where the average resident does not have two white parents, uh, when, when, just, just fearing and being, and being miserable and hateful and, 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 and lowering and limiting their sights to the point where all that matters is the show, the, the anger, their ability to express outrage and anger and fear and hatred and to basically keep this resonating within this, I would imagine, tightening base, the smaller base and, and, and this intensified base and the base kind of getting the fact that this is really among us, that, that there's a that the the strength of what they're doing and i'm 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 really i'm i'm this is this is commentary all the way folks but the the strength of what they're doing and and the 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 forcefulness the 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 utter abandonment of responsibility from a legislative perspective this is being driven by an absolute desperation it's being driven by a sense that there's nothing really we that it doesn't and it doesn't matter we we are not in this to win well we want to win but if winning means shutting the place down destroying it if winning means total total degradation of the capacity of the country to function then by God, let's have at it. Let's, th this is how angry we are. This is, we'll go that far to express our anger. Translation, our fear. We will, we are so aware of the impotence and the, and the impossibility of what it is, of, of our impotence and the impossibility of preventing the sun from rising and the tide from coming in. We're so aware of that 
and we're so frightened and frustrated by it that we've reached a point where we really don't give a damn about what it is we do to hurt the country. It's symbolic. It, it's, it's, it's a statement of how, of how angered and how frightful we feel. It is, it is a, basically a concession that we really can't do something creative and positive and, 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 and elevating for the... We, we can't fulfill our oath of office say the clown, well, say, maybe say to, maybe in their subconscious, this, th these are the words, if, if they could formulate these words, maybe some of them can. We can't fulfill our oath of office under the Constitution. So what we'll do is, knowing that we can't possibly make the country, remake it to what we imagine we want it to be because we're afraid that whites will be, whites are being denied their rights and, and nasty, bad, little colored people are coming in and the borders are wide open and porous and we've got billions of, of, of refugees coming in and they're killing and raping our, our, our blonde-headed children and wives and, and, and all of this, all the fantasies. And, and Christianity, Oh my God, what are they doing to Christianity? Good, white, solid Christians who basically deserve to own this country and run it any way they want. Well, however all of this stuff plays out in their fantasies and their minds and in their memories, for many, for a few at least, in living memory, when that kind of was how the country was structured. Go back to the 50s. <laughs> Believe me, <laughs> that, that's what was going on. But it's not what's going on, and it's not what's going to go on. And anyone with any kind of a grasp on reality gets that. But you have these 15 or so clown car Trumpians who are able to basically stop government. And it is a testament both to the utter inability or the, the total lack of, of control that Kevin McCarthy has over this caucus. Not that it necessarily would be governable one way or the other. It is a tribute to Donald Trump's influence in local elections, local congressional elections, that a bunch of crazies, I mean batshit crazies, have been able to get into the Congress and a tribute to the inefficiency of our structural system within Congress that a small minority of a minority, a minority in terms of the total number of voters in the country, but a, minor, a minority of the, what is a majority right now in the House of Representatives, but a minority of uh, the country, a minority within the minority, is able to basically kick the patooties out of the country and will almost lovingly shut the place down at the end of October. Um, why? Well, because we can. Because we're angry. Because we're, because we're upset. Because we really, we, we, we just don't have any other way to, to express it. So let's take the place down. Yeah, 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 it, it's, it's that simple. Let's just take the place down. 
and I'm, and I'm beginning to believe, and it's, it's, it's a disquieting thought, that the notion of winning the next presidential election, knowing where Donald is going, I mean, anyone with half a brain, even if you are a bit crazy, can figure out that the odds of this guy ever getting back in the White House are just about nil. That the odds of people like Giuliani and, 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 and Sidney Powell and, and Eastman and, and, and this ilk are basically on their way to prison at some point. That, that the notion that Donald will somehow be able to exercise an executive clemency uh, writ for a whole ton of people is, is bizarre. What, what constantly stares these people in the face is that first line of people from January 6th who have worked their way, and there's more coming, but the hundreds who have worked their way through the federal court system and been found guilty, 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 jail sentence, jail sentence, jail sentence. These are the lowest of the low. These are the idiots who went along for the ride because it seemed like a good idea and we're just going to blow it all out. And <coughs> You don't have to think about the reality of how it might actually happen that we could actually change the election. No, you don't, don't, you don't have to understand how the Constitution works or reality works. No, we're just going to be there and our anger and our fear and our distrust of everything, somehow it'll make something happen. And you have to even add Donald to that. Somehow just wanting, throwing it all up in the air, wildly saying, imagining, fantasizing that we could change the outcome of the election, knowing full well, and, and, and Eastman knew this in particular, the guy who, with the alternate, the alternate uh, you know, elector plot, I mean, the, the sheer batshit crazy notion of doing that it was just beyond anything the, these are acts of and no one no one seems to focus on it these are the acts of absolutely desperate people this is desperate if you had to actually smell and stiff and sniff and 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 have smell a vision versions of desperation all of that, all of that, and in a big collage, that's what it looks and smells like. Now, now we're so used to talking about all of this in terms of, uh, in terms of one side versus another, in terms of legal and ethical and court battles, and they're in defiance of this, and we're going to have a court... We lose track of the side. I think many times it's easy to lose track of the reality that all of this is based not on some rational attempt to bring Trumpism legally back into the White House and make it the rule, the ruling, blah, blah, blah. No, it's based on pure absolute gut 
heart-wrenching fear and desperation. I mean, really, step away, step back. Look, Look at what these people attempted to do. There's no rational precedent for this. There's no constitutional, legal procedure. None of this makes any sense in reality. It is the most throw it against the wall and pray and scream and yell and hope that maybe uh, there might be an insurrection. Maybe some federal troops might join our side of it. Maybe just somehow, some way, given that we have absolutely no cares or respects or any way of, of, of willing to deal with the reality of our legal, our legal situation and the legal situation of the country, that we're willing to do effing anything to hold on to power, maybe somehow that'll happen. It is a total abandonment of rational behavior. It is total insanity. Everything that led up to an... <laughs> excuse me, and followed January 6th, when you really break it down, is utterly irrational. The the things that people had to believe, the things that they had to do based on belief, the belief that somehow Donald, the the ultimate showman, the ultimate reality TV host, basically could somehow make all of that false all that false crap, the, the, the world of make-believe that he lives in and the place that he's best at manipulating, that somehow that could merge with, concrete, with the concrete reality of the Constitution and our order. It can't. It won't. And the further you push this, that, that has a, a second implication. The longer this is pushed, the longer the lie is pushed, the longer the insanity is pushed, it invariably will be forced to fulfill itself or fulfill the fantasies of its adherents outside the system. The system doesn't give you anywhere or anything that you can push off against. You can't win within the system. You can't beat the system. Donald can have a huge lead in the polls, but this is in, within a increasingly, increasingly shrinking, well, that's a nice combination of words, but a shrinking but intensifying Republican base They are not gaining new adherence every day. Like I said, the people out in the suburbs, the swing voters in the suburbs, are not coming back to Donald now. But you have a a, a numerically decreasing, intensified group who is just as irrational as Donald and his near-in circle, all those people who have been indicted with him, who will be doing their own prison sentences, and realizing that that is the path they're on, but already being emotionally vested in this and having given up on hope and trust and love of their country and faith in its future, the only path for all these people is going to the dark side, and I mean that in a, in a exponential uh, reference to the, you know this whole Star Wars saga the ugliness the wrong side of the force uh, the love and fear thing the Star Wars 
says it or you know said it differently, but it's the same basic idea that there is love and fear, and basically you we choose we choose between one and the other. We are we are affected and infected by it, but ultimately we choose. And the Trumpians, the crazies, the clown car people, and the people who applaud them from their TVs and, and throw their money at it, they have chosen. And the choice is irrational. The notion of putting a, a four-time indicted, twice-impeached person back in the White House is... Let, let, get it straight. This is irrational under the best of circumstances. To even consider this means you are not thinking in terms of the certainly beginning with the best interests of the country, but, but a rational understanding of what you could, the damage that can be done to this nation. There is no rational basis for thinking this way. Now, you can, you can accept it as entertainment. It's, it, it's political entertainment. It becomes an article of faith within a community of people who share this idea of the political entertainment based on, and, and, and a need for it based on a fear of what the reality of America is, that we are an evolving, changing nation, but this will be to our positive, not our negative. It always has been. They said it when the Italians and the Germans and the Irish and when the black population was coming up from the South during Jim Crow. It's been over and over. It's an old story. It goes back to, it goes back to, the, to the rise of fascism in the early half of the 20th century with, with Spain and Germany and Italy. It's an old, 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 old story. It ends the same way every time. We just find it hard to believe, those of us who are still politically rational at least, and, and morally, uh, well, on, on some level, on most levels, I would say in the case of most people on, on the Democratic side of the aisle, people of ethics. I, I, but to look at, at, at I, I see Roman Catholics, I see, I see some Episcopalians, not too many, I see Baptists, I see a whole bunch of different Christian sects, and not just them, I see Jews and Muslims too, who somehow maintain their sense of, of religious eth ethic ethics and, and, and how you know, profound and doing the right thing and going to church and blah, 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 and even maybe helping the poor and doing charity, and yet are avid Trump supporters and who don't know how to distinguish, can't find a way to pull away and can't realize that that to be a Trump supporter means that all of the other good ethical stuff is a sham. It's a total sham. They're kidding themselves. Those ethics are existing only on paper. They're only existing in a vacuum. It's not real. You can't be a Trump supporter and a good Catholic. It is completely antithetical. Does anyone get this? Now, maybe in, pra in, in practice from a practical perspective, from a historical perspective, many religions have <laughs> throughout their history preach, you know, do as I say, not as I do. 
preached whatever, whatever the, the, the narrative and the dicta of the religion had and made sure people follow. But meanwhile, in an, in, an, in an effort to maintain organizational integrity, superiority, and dominance, will adhere to, will, will cling to, will affiliate with the pe people and, and situations and governments that are utterly, completely antithetical to the core values and statements of the religious institution. It's happened forever. And it's happening again here. There's nothing new here. What's new is that it's happening here. I, I, I don't think a lot of us um, expected it. it we've, we've been going in that direction. And, and, and I think the other thing that's, that's so disturbing is how, how easily, I mean, when, when you consider that Donald is nothing but a failed well, he's a failed businessman. Daddy gave him money. He borrows other people's money. He loses it for them. And then he goes ahead and he essentially does whatever he needs to do in order to aggrandize his own position. And, and, but he's a, he's a failure in, in pretty much every way. He's a lousy politician, a lousy international statesman, a non-diplomat a non of any sort. It's all about whatever he gets for himself. And yet... People will, you know, stick around for the ride, stay with him, simply because they're afraid. And his fear, basically the fear that energizes him to do awful stuff, is the same thing that they're depending on. But it's not real. You can't somewhere in your mind, Trumpians out there, you have to know that you can't win, you can't really govern a country under this political philosophy, under this mindset. You can't, you can't sustain religious institutions when there is a total conflict between the moral teachings of that religion and the political embrace of a completely soulless uh, animal who, who couldn't care less about morals or ethics and who will be a convicted, most probably sentenced criminal by the time the next election comes around. Now, all of this says that Donald won't be in the White House, at least Pray to God. I mean, if, if Donald goes into the White House, we are, well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure what, I, I'm not sure if you could even call it America at that point. It's going to be a mess. But, but it also means that, that any satisfaction that Trumpians, the, the really increasingly hardcore Trumpians feel or, or what the, the satisfaction they're trying to get, the, 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 the expiation of fear, the, their ability not to feel as frightened as Donald obviously is. Their, their, their feeling of, my God, he's on, his ver he's on his way, they can't not know he's on his way to prison, and the fear that that must stoke in them, and the, un and, and, and the, and the unavoidable, Oh my God, could I have been making a wrong choice about him? But, but he's the only thing we have left, says Donald, and they have internalized, that can stop the sun from rising and stop the tide from coming in. 
It's that ridiculous. It's that nuts. It's a panicky, irrational thing. And you are not going to resolve those feelings of panic and fear in a normal way. You're not going to do it by simply uh, exercising uh, the vote or, or having a, a logical, rational uh, discussion or some, through some constitutional process. This spills way beyond that. This level of fear basically goes beyond what the Constitution anticipates people can do in order to participate effectively and constructively within the American political system slash experiment. This level of fear that I'm seeing and observing basically comes down to tear it down. Approximately the same irrationality that went into the cockamamie schemes for holding on to power around January 6th with just as much chance to work within a, uh, the, the structure of the Constitution, but like, like with January 6th, throw it against the wall. It's batshit crazy. Throw it against the wall and maybe, maybe, enough people will, will enjoy the show and uh, maybe we can get enough of a critical mass going that something will happen. It won't be constitutional, it won't be anything that anyone's ever seen before, but it will result in my, our power and the people, the sycophants around him. We'll all be under Donald's aegis and we'll all be in power together. We've all drunk the Kool-Aid, we all believe this, we've all given up on our ethics, our morals, our backgrounds, our professional, our professional careers, our, our oaths of office, if that's the case. Please, Donald, make our dreams come true, our sick, frightened, paranoid dreams, but whatever, we can only do it through you. Yeah, he said that time and again, and he's made sure that people kind of are following him in that path. It's not a good place for a country to be, and we are going to have to somehow find ways to release the pressure that's building up inside of so many Americans who have been duped into following this sick SOB without taking the place apart even accidentally as a consequence of getting out of this situation. We will get, oh, we'll get past Donald. How do we get past the fear and the hopelessness, and, 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 and the utter paranoia, and, and the constant notion of grievance, and, and the utter sense of distance from and separation from, and the incapacity to forgive, the, the incapacity to forgive oneself, the incapacity to dialogue with, to, to somehow cross over what is looking like this perpetual and you know, unresolvable chasm between the sides that Donald keeps forging into stronger and stronger disparate camps. How, 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 do we, how do we get past that? He may be gone. He may wind up off the field. He may be basically incommunicado. The feelings, though, 
the Donald feeling will be there. I, I, I don't imagine, I can't see how it just goes away. But how do we dissipate it? How do you, how do you hit that little valve on the, on the pressure cooker and let the steam off without the top of the pot blowing off on itself? I'm not sure yet. But we have to talk about that as an option, or the worst case scenario being that the top blows off and everything gets splattered all over the place, and there is a rebuilding or a non-rebuilding process that comes up after that. And I guess someone takes care, picks up assets, and someone uh, deals with the military side, and something happens, but it won't be under a constitutional framework. Unthinkable to me, to many, but it's, but if, Unless we, can, unless we can release the pressure in some kind of rational way, we run the risk of that happening. So, to, the, to the Trumpians, that's, that's probably, yeah, yeah, you see, so unless, you, unless you give us exactly what we want, we're going to... But, but again, they're not thinking rationally because it'll... The, the, the horror show, the, the apocalyptic, uh, quasi-apocalyptic world they're, they're talking about is going to be even worse for them going forward. You know, yesterday was the International Day of Peace, uh, September 21st, and I, and I got correspondence from several people I know wishing me a happy, I mean, I mean they were not attempting to be ironic, I think, but wishing me a happy International Day of Peace. We went back and forth on some of these things with a few people, recognizing that we are in a difficult situation, to put it mildly right now. And in the end, my statement to everyone was, all we can do is to basically maintain our own sense of hope and be, be, be absolutely clear-eyed about what's going on around us, but be hopeful, refuse to give in to the same fear, grievance, anxiety, hatred, self-loathing that drags the Trumpians down with their cult leader. That doesn't mean you hate them. It doesn't mean you go out and you attack them. It may even mean you have to find a way to forgive them in your heart, maybe energetically begin a process that will somehow release them from their own fears. I know, I know, this is not political. This is hopeful. Then again, this is center-left radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. Hope. Do not. The, 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 single, the single greatest triggering element the thing that'll take all of us and everything down about the American experiment faster than anything else will be when people on the left side of the aisle truly begin to surrender to hopelessness. That love is suppressed, fear is elevated, hopelessness overcomes hope. That's the point at which it ends. Not, not, not the madness of the, clown of the clown car right now. That's there. But we can overcome that with hope. And we must be motivated by hope and love. 
in attempting to preserve what is wonderful about this country. That must be in our soul. That must be the energetic signature of what we do, what drives us out of a hope and love for this country, recognizing that the country is all of us and that some people have been led astray and that there'll always be a bunch of them that'll stay astray. But their capacity to act, their willingness to take it down will be somehow modified. If we act rationally, work responsibly, and absolutely refuse to surrender hope. A little jazz.
Hi, this is Richard Gazer. You know, it takes lots of time and effort and all kinds of resources to produce the kind of quality program we produce here at Center Left Radio. And it costs money to do it. Now, if we screamed a little louder or thought a little less about what we were saying, we could probably get a few advertisers to pay us to sell their products to a more tribally predictable audience. But that's not who we are or who you are. You come to Center Left Radio for non-commercial, thoughtful commentary. You're looking for an honest, progressive approach to solving America's problems, not exacerbating them. And we're committed to providing all of that. We're one of the few stations offering full-time, non-commercial, progressive programming. And we're the only station, the only one, doing it with a combination of hope, politics, and that most eloquent of all original American art forms, jazz. Center Left Radio has been here for more than seven consecutive years and more than 800 individual episodes. 800. Think of that. We support your needs. Now we're asking you to support ours. Take a moment and go to our website, www.centerlefttalkradio, one word, centerlefttalkradio.com, and go to the donate page. And when you get there, give whatever you can. On a one-time or maybe a recurring basis, $5, $10, $1,000, whatever you can contribute to make Center Left Radio's unique progressive voice stronger and even more significant as the full extent of the wrongdoing of Donald Trump and his associates becomes all the more evident. And as we enter this final consequences stage of the Trump saga. Yeah, you know what's at stake. And I know, we all know, we can count on you. On behalf of all of us at Central F Radio, thank you. You're listening to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz, and you're listening to us on the web at www.centerlefttalkradio, one word, centerlefttalkradio.com. You know what comes next. It is Friday. It is the 22nd of September in 2023. If you check the calendar, that, that forces you to recognize that it's a Friday. No denying the fact, nor denying the fact that my next words will be. David, what's on your mind? Well, there happens to be a lot of things going on just oh, yeah. all over the place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and if you want to hear more, you can follow me on Twitter at Chase's Ideas. Um, so I want to talk about the most important story that is uh, apparently the precursor to the downfall of uh, the country. They relax the Senate rules so that people don't have to wear suits and ties all the time. Oh, there we go. That's the end of it. That's it. It's over. It's uh, over. Now, obviously, people are saying, oh, this is all John Fetterman's fault because he's a big baby and he can't wear a tie. First off, the man is an ogre. He is just a giant human being who just doesn't look comfortable in a suit. Second, not everyone wears these clothing anyway. They change it from time to time. Third, Kristen Cinema exists, and there's like literally pictures of her presiding over the Senate in a denim jacket, and like it's not a big deal. And 
this is that like people are feigning outrage. Like Joe Manchin is upset. He's like, I want to make a rule about this. And apparently he talked to Fetterman and God bless Fetterman because Joe Manchin came up to me as a senator and said, it is inappropriate for you to wear a tie or, or whatever you're wearing. Where would and you hit him first? My response to him would be, Joe, do those kids that you pushed into starvation care that you're wearing a tie or not? Like, it is, it, like, it is such a clown show that they're like, oh, yeah, you have to wear a tie. It's like, Joe, you're wearing a tie. You doubled child poverty. You, 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 can't, you can't be doing anything wrong if you're wearing a tie. The, the rest of America has given this up, but somehow in the Senate and the House, if you're wearing a tie or you're wearing a formal woman, if you're wearing formal dress, somehow you couldn't be doing anything wrong. You look better than what you are. Um, the rest of the country has gotten past that, that fiction. What the hell? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And honestly, like, exactly. Who cares? Like... Let them wear what's comfortable. You want to wear a suit and tie? Wear a suit and tie. Who gives a shit? You're, um, I, I'm sure the people whose life you're you're fucking over feels better about it. Yeah, I'm, um, yeah exactly, exactly. I, I uh, yeah. Well, th- this is you know I could only imagine Mansion trying to confront Fetterman over the, but okay, well. Uh. Yeah. Also, like some other things that the Senate has said in uh, in recent days, that's pretty funny. Um, Tim Scott talking about the the rail strike or the uh, the auto worker strike, yeah. which we'll talk about more in a second. Said that people don't want to work anymore, and that you should fire them if they strike. First, the president does not have the power to fire private people who are striking. Of that's course, just of course. the other thing he can do. Second, Tim Scott, you are a senator. You work like 10 minutes a month. <laughs> you go on, you come, half the time when you show up, you do like two votes, and then you go ask for more money. Like, it is it is laughable that anybody in Congress or the Senate, that people don't want to work enough. When your colleagues shut down the government, you're still getting paid. Like, it is a clown Argument. They're they're not they're not. Am I correct, David? That they're not in session. The House is not in session right now. They took the long weekend, yes. Um, <laughs> and they're and they're how many days from shutting down? <laughs> uh, next Saturday. Thirty days third. has September. Yes. Yeah, so today's the twenty second. Yeah, eight days away, or nine okay. days away, whatever it is. Oh my goodness. Um, but it is worth mentioning uh, about the UAE strike. Oh. So Trump is supposedly going down there. And they're weighing whether Biden should go. He absolutely should go. Just go stand there. Because he has to remember this, and I know this is hard for them to do. The American people, we like symbolism better than we like actual things happening. Sure. And and there will be dumb fucks who see Trump standing with the UAE workers and go, oh, Trump is more pro-union than Joe Biden is. I'm going to vote for Joe, for Donald Trump. It's It's a sad reality, but it's true. Yeah. And you can and Biden can point to the the NLRB or all the other pro union shit that he does. It doesn't matter. That's that's just bureaucratic behind the not scene nonsense. Like there's like twelve nerds who who get happy about that. Yeah. Um, and that's it. Go down there and stand with the workers. Bernie does it like on every strike. Now obviously it's easier for a senator to do it than the president, but he should be down there because. 
the unions aren't going to back. Like Sean Fain, Sean Fain is excellent. Um, and he, he's like, well, we don't want, we don't want Donald Trump down here. And Donald Trump will do something like a mile away and then he'll buy pizza and leave somebody else with the tab again. Exactly. And they'll be like, Oh, they're like, Oh, this is why this man should be president. Just go down and stand in the picket line. It's not hard. Don't drop easy W's when you have easy W's because this lunatic is still a lunatic and we can't have him win. Like you, you need to, you need to get, especially if you time it realistically, he should time it for Thursday. Um, and the reason he should time it for Thursday because it will Thursday will be the last big thing that happens before the government shuts down, and that is the opening day of their crockshit impeachment. Um, ah. So he should do that, and then just Fox will carry the impeachment, and only the people who are, who are hopped up on their fever dream that that Joe Biden is this the most corrupt president because God knows what the reasoning this week is. Um, they've been we'll told. They've been told. That's all. That's all they know. They've yeah. been told. And then that's 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 what it should be. They should be doing. Um, he should just be down there Thursday. I think that would be the the best political message for. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah yeah. <laughs> and it's it's a no brainer. Um, but speaking on the shutdown, there will be a shutdown. Yeah. Um, it looks it the, because the clown sh- the clown car. I I, I this happened. I, it hit me yesterday. And again, this morning, as I'm listening to what's going on, the clown car actually wants this government to shut down. And there's no way that anyone's going to get rid of, 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 of McCarthy because there's no one else to run the show. So they want him at the, the, he- the helm of the clown car, and they're going to take the place down because they don't know what else to do with their grievance and their anger and their fear. They, they well, don't know so, anymore. So here's a couple of things. One... The, there are absolutely members who want to shut down. Yeah. Um, that's why they're the ones. And there's, an, and there's enough the of them to block. And somehow they procedurally can can overcome everybody else because McCarthy well, doesn't know how to control them. Because McCarthy's probably the weakest speaker in history. Yes, um, at least two. At least it is is worth mentioning that like if they shut the government down, they are doing exactly what their constituents want. They yeah. ran on a platform of no ideas and. <laughs> <laughs> they they really did. It's just feels and slogans. Um, so, there was no platform. They, 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 they had no platform, yeah. In 2020, certainly. When they respond to any crisis, this is all Joe Biden's fault. This is all Joe Biden's That's fault. Um, you know, we peach him. We got to peach everybody. Like, yep. Yep. That's it. Like, there would be, like, there's a world where these dumb fucks realize, oh, wait, we're in the house. We can't actually pass anything. Because the the Democrats control the Senate and the the White House, but we could throw a bunch of messaging bills out there and say, "Hey, look! In twenty twenty four, if you give us full control, we can do X, Y, and Z," which is what the Democrats did. But you can't tell me any major piece of legislation that they have passed. Zero. Zero. Like, the only thing I can think of is they they did that on the, the Stop Woke Stove Fits Act, or they attempted to uh, defund the IRS. Like, there's nothing. They there. don't do anything. They un. If anything, they attempt to undo, but they don't do anything. 
It's, it's against well, their religion because that would mean, but to, to do would mean that you're validating the valid power of the house and there's something in their brains right now, these, 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 these pea-brained idiots, the notion of even giving the house or the Senate the respect of saying, yes, you know, you still are capable of actually doing law. No, 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 no. We don't want, we, we're against government. We are in government to take government down. It's a driving thing inside their psyches. I mean, that's how I see it. But I, I, I don't know. All right. So McCarthy has two, op three options. He's going to go with option three because he's an idiot. Option one, he puts the bill from the Senate, the House that the Senate Republicans voted for, yeah. and he said, "Look, Republicans agreed that this is a good bill. We can change whatever we want. They'll change it. We can pass this thing. Keep it open." That's option one. That's probably his least painful option. Right. That would also bring that would bring Democrats on board, or a, a substantial number of them, and you would get your majority instantaneously. Right. Option two, and this is probably what's going to happen um, if he had three brain cells firing at the same time. <laughs> um, he has to. He gets Democrats to help him, um, and that's. Right, what you said, it's the first off, the way they do this is basically like, look, you do this, but you don't you don't pass any um, crazy shit on either side. Like, you don't do any uh, Freedom Caucus, you don't do any progressive shit. We will help you pass the must pass bills, and if you, um, uh, and we'll help you through whatever, uh, when they try to remove you, speak. Right, right, right. And, so, like, basically everything grinds to a halt, which it already is. Like, it's not like they're passing progressive legislation. Right, like, right. Th this, this would be the best case scenario for the left, well, in, in, in forming a functional government in its, in its way. Uh, the, this is the most functional. Bit. Like, they're not going to pass progressive legislation anyway. They're, not gonna, they're more likely to pass crazy shit. <laughs> so this, this blocks out both of them. The problem with this is it gives them the semblance that they understand how to make a function in government. So it has the potential to fail in 2024. But it lets the Looney Tunes, it tells the Looney Tunes <clears throat> that we couldn't do it by simply kicking the shit out of the libs. We couldn't do it by just putting them down. So the loonies who are already loonies become loonier. They're, they lose a few people on the edges. Certainly no, uh, no suburban Republican or independent housewives in Atlanta or Philadelphia or Pittsburgh uh, suddenly come running over to the Republicans and saying, oh, my God, I didn't vote for you in 2020, but now, oh, I have to vote for you because you actually well, made government work. They just lose more people. That's all they do. No, actually, it, it's kind of if he, if he does if all they do is pass basically must pass bill stuff, it does strengthen the vulnerable uh, Republicans a little bit more because they're like, look, at least we got this functioning. Like if you give us more, more, more reasonable Republicans, we can actually function as a, as a party. You can, like, I think that, you, but you can only that make that argument. Potential. You can make that argument in, in the, in the seats where there has been, I know we're, we're, we're getting way, way, way granular no, no. here, that but is, yeah, I, I see your argument. I understand your argument. Yeah. Yeah. That is the only potential backfire. To potential, it. potential. Yeah. Uh, okay, right. But the the choice he's going with the third is, choice. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. Burn it all down. Yeah. Because he, he he cannot pass must pass bills. 
even like the most basic bus pass bills, he cannot do. And it's it's really like incredible how bad they are at just basic governance. And it's going and and look, the the, the longest government shutdown was Republicans doing it to themselves because they could. Like he didn't they didn't get anything from the uh from the, the last shutdown. They're yeah. not gonna get anything from this. And it's going to be so obvious it's them. Yeah. And they're gonna yeah. be like yeah. like at least with the last one you can make they kind of make the argument, oh, you know, if they just give him some border wall funding, at least to do it. This time it's gonna be like, oh yeah, Joe Biden just defund the FBI or do an eight percent cut at minimum to the IRS, yeah. Child fair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's an asinine thing. And, and the other thing to this is the the House can pass appropriations bills to open up certain things. And you know, like a week into this, the bill that they're going to be clamoring to pass is the the the, the impeachment bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah. open that up. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's so that's, that's going to be. And the other thing is you're right. Like McCarthy should do the thing with the Democrats and say, go ahead, try to remove me. Because, one, he can still run for the seat. And two, they don't have another option. No. It's not like we didn't try this like six months ago. You know what happens if you remove McCarthy? This is this is the craziest thing. You wind up with a Democratic speaker with a Republican majority in the House. That could actually that, happen. It, how does that work? Easy. Because uh, it's just, the, just majority? Uh, yeah. A ma- all you need is a majority plus one. 50% plus one to elect a speaker. All the Democrats get behind somebody and a few rational Republicans. You, all you need is five. Five rational Republicans get their, their act together and basically say, that's it. We're sick of all this crap. Go ahead. And you suddenly have Nancy Pelosi back as speaker. It could happen. Be, it could happen. Yeah, that's not going to happen. No, no, uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm just saying, technically, it could happen. the the only The only logical result of this is the illogical third option that you presented. It, for either of the other two options to suddenly emerge or to to get some indication that there was a willingness to go in that direction, you would have to suddenly have this 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 rational core of the Trumpian party suddenly emerging and saying, well, we've been here waiting in the wings all along. We've only been waiting until it got this far. And now we can pull this off. There's actually this this rational core that's ready to make all of this happen. And it'll just go that way. And, and, And worse than that, or better than that, depending on your perspective, Kevin McCarthy would have to suddenly grow a pair, any size, and basically say, I'm not worried about whether or not this will make me loved and respected and cared for and and reelected and and everything else by my constituents back home i have a first responsibility as the speaker of the house and i will basically play off of the fact that i was able to keep the house going as the basis for getting reelected mccarthy ain't going to do that either so yes, yeah, your 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 third choice. That's it, man. That's where it's going. And I don't know how we get out of it this time. I don't know how you un unshut down the house this time. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty crazy. But uh, well, 
Wow. And this is just uh, another interesting point. So they started to undo the Tupperville thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He wanted to bring the Joint Chiefs of the Marine, uh, the the Commandant of the Marine Corps, and instead they did the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Um, so their their current argument, the Republicans, is, oh, see, they could have undone Tommy Tupperville's thing at at any moment. They just chose to make it political. So so two things there. One, what they're saying is Tommy Tupperville threw a tantrum that didn't matter in any way, shape, or form. Um, about a thing that could potentially get people hurt, killed, um, which is, you know, good for you, uh, Mr. Tupperville. Um, two, this is the judge thing all over again. Yeah. Yeah. A- except yeah, yeah. there is, you know, it, it's the judge thing all over again. This is the same thing that ultimately led to the nuking of the judge filibuster is they did everything in their power to uphold the basic functioning of government in order to just slow it down like this is just a more extreme version of that yep and they're doing it for the military yep and i don't know if there's a but you know what they should do there should be no more vacations every single day they're supposed to have a vacation they should just individually vote for every single appointment until tupperville breaks because the one thing everybody knows in the senate is they all want to just go home that's right because that's because they they don't do enough to make them interested in staying there in the first place. You made up you made that point earlier on about Tim Scott. God because I him. guarantee you, if uh. they do that for two weeks, Tommy <laughs> will break. You know, you or know, one you, of his you, colleagues you, will beat him to death. David, like there is, <laughs> you're giving me hope. <laughs> You you you've come up with a uh, a solution. Uh, to reduce it down to uh, to to, uh, to nursery school. Reduce it down to you can't go out and play. Reduce it down to nope. You don't get any snacks after school. Nope. You're gonna have to stay in detention. Reduce it down to that level of of of, of dumbass stupidity. And maybe, just maybe, uh, you 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 get them to react. But. We both know that it's it's a lot deeper than that this time around. You could always use that kind of thing in a rational setting. The Senate being ever so slightly more rational than the House at this point. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, this this I don't see an out on this one, uh, but I do know, and I and I said this in the first segment, that the one thing we can't do on our side of the aisle collectively is lose hope in the notion of America and, and become just a, a, a weird reflection of what the Trumpians are doing on the other side. We can't just hate them, detest them, and want to burn, the, burn them down uh, with whatever it is they've got because we, we run the risk of just making the flame all the hotter for what the country is about to go through with all this. And I'm I, I, for one, don't have an answer to how to get out of it. I do know that it will require, though, not losing hope uh, in the country. Um, But here we are, and this is why we play the games. David, where else can people hear you? Uh, You can find me on Twitter on Faces Ideas New until Elon paywalls it, and then I have no idea where I'm going. Okay, and, and, and anyone listening to David knows, knows damn well why it makes a lot of sense to keep listening to him as often as you can. 
Um, David, again, thank you for being uh, my co-host on this Friday, the 22nd of September in 2023. Uh, we're in it for the long haul. And uh, that means, well, if we're going to survive it, we have to sustain hope. And uh, it, it doesn't hurt also if we listen to a, a little jazz. Listening to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. My name is Richard Gazer, and thank you once again for being part of today's show. It looks like we're going for a government shutdown. It looks like we're going for a government dissolution. It looks like the people who are in the Trumpian caucus don't know what the hell they want to do. They just know that they don't want to do it with anyone else but themselves. The solution actually is relatively straightforward. Kevin McCarthy would have to be able to lead. But you see, Kevin McCarthy is not a leader. <laughs> 